Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and joining with me today are Johnny and Boggy, owners of Mr. D's Donuts. This local donut shop has been open for decades, but Johnny and Boggy took over ownership in 2017. With no prior baking experience, these two dove in headfirst to learn the ropes of the business. Mr. D's recently celebrated a huge accomplishment as they were voted the number four best donut shop in the country on Yelp. Here to talk all about their business is Johnny and Boggy. Casey's Confidential. Thank you for having us. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is awesome what you're doing. I mean, it, it definitely, I mean, we still have, we still get customers that comes in and said, hey, I live in the Shawnee area, literally the apartment complex across the street and, you know, for years, and we still don't know about Mr. D's Donuts, you know? So this is, we'll definitely, uh, hopefully we'll get more people to explore this mom and pop shop, this, uh, you know, kind of hidden gems, you know, around the area. So this is awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys for being on here. And like I said, I'm just excited to to hear your backstory. So I would love to hear from both of you just a little background about yourself and then eventually how you found Mr. D's and what led you to owning a business. My name is Johnny Chen, uh, co-owner of Mr. D's Donuts. <laughs> uh, I'm Boggy Akambair and I'm Johnny's wife. Talking about how we came across Mr. D's, well, um, I would say me and my wife, we always had this uh, entrepreneur spirit. We always, uh, you know, looking for our own business, uh, so to say. Um, The old Mr. D's, they are my godparents. So they own this Mr. D for 35 years. So, and then the shop has been in Shawnee, Kansas for 47 years. I think they were the third, third, third owners, owners. Uh-huh. Uh, but they own it for 35 years. So everyone thought that, you know, they're the original Mr. D. So actually they're not. Mm-hmm. So, um, but uh, they're, I think four years ago, they were like 70, 72. They're looking to retire. So um, they reach out to, to my parents and then they're like, hey, anybody want to, uh, wanna you know, work hard and take over the donut shop? Um, because it, it, it is a crazy hour and crazy amount of hard work. I mean, at that time, we both have corporate job. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a project manager. And I think at the time, uh, Boggy works at State Street as a derivative specialist. So we both have a, you know, eight to five job. And then, but when, when this opportunity arise, we uh, kind of sat down and, and talked for, I don't know, probably less than 30 minutes. <laughs> and then we decided she'll quit her job and I'll keep mine as a plan B. So yeah, here we are mm-hmm. uh, four years uh, later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he still has his job and then um, yeah. obviously I kind of work at the donut shop right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I still have my job four years later. I mean, initially it was the plan B and then I guess now it's just, yeah, plan B, C, D, <laughs> all the way. Just, uh, you know, give us a peace of mind in, in case of anything, anything happened, we, we can still pay for it. Yeah. 
taking over a shop that was already established in the community and had been around for a few decades. What was that like? Did you feel like there was a lot of pressure on you guys? Or what was that Mm -hmm. transition like when you officially got the keys and you became the owners? There was a lot of pressure for sure, but we just kind of went into it without really thinking too much because we were so excited about having our own business. We're like, we have to drive. So we're like, okay, we can do this. We got the key. Next morning, you know, Mr. D told us to show up at 2 a.m. We showed up at 2 a.m. And then he showed us how to make the donuts. We were like, okay, yeah. But then, like, we didn't even know how much each donut costs because we never even asked because we didn't care because we were just so excited about just having a business. That's it. But even, uh, eventually, you know, a few days later, like, we decided to, like, you know, learn about the business a little more. <laughs> And then realize like how much pressure uh, there is from, you know, from the community, I guess, like a, a lot of people expect a lot, a lot from us, I guess. Kind of like what she said. I mean, we're, we're just so happy, so excited to take on uh, this new adventure. So really, we focus on the big picture. We got, you know, every, you know, all the license permit, everything that the, the important things to transfer. But then we essentially kind of forget about the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. What is the price? Yeah. What does it doesn't cost? You know, what kind of variety of, of donuts? I mean, th- those we know, but mm-hmm. then, yeah, funny thing is, I remember the day before we were taking over, Mr. D, the old Mr. D, they were like, hey, be here at 2.30. I'm like, why 2.30? I was like, we open at 5.30. Yeah, and, yeah. and he was like, well, you think donuts just going to magically appear? <laughs> so, you know, those kind of stuff, we're, we're just really excited and I know, you know, that uh, even before we took over, they had a really uh, strong following and their Google review is uh, phenomenal as well. So, yeah, definitely there's, there's a lot of pressure coming coming from the community and all, all the loyal customers. And you bring up a good point, too, about donut shops. They typically open, yeah, at 5.30, 6 a.m. So how early are you and your staff getting to Mr. D's to make all the donuts for that day? Uh, Tuesday through Thursday, our team gets there around two o'clock in the morning and Friday, Saturday, Sundays, we get there earlier and Saturday is one of our busiest days. Sometimes we're there by like 1130, Friday night, Friday night, yeah. or it depends on the volume. So how many yeah. orders we have. Yeah. I think right now, uh, as we're getting closer to winter, I think we're taking a notch down. So I think Saturday now we'll probably go in at midnight and instead of you know 11 Friday night <laughs> so so the, at least we get to sleep in for a little bit every minute counts I feel like I get up early when I do a workout class at you know 5 a.m but by 5 a.m you guys are like up and you've worked your full day and I seriously applaud you guys I think it's important for listeners and just anyone to know the dedication that goes into what you're doing but I mean your donuts are made fresh that means that you're going in at midnight the night before in order to service all of your customers so that's really incredible Thank you. I mean, yeah, we definitely are donut making process a little bit different from others. Um, and, and also you can, you can tell by, by eating our donuts is definitely different. Uh, it's almost like a bread like, or it has that layer, uh, like a croissant because we, we hand mixes everything. We don't use mixer hand mixes. And then we definitely spend a lot of time to let them prove, let them raise. So mm-hmm. we don't we don't want to cut corners. Uh, so we just try to bring out best version of the donuts that we can to, to the customers. 
Did either of you have any baking experience or much experience in the kitchen before taking over a food-based business? Uh, none. Yeah. No, no, no mm-hmm. zero baking. Every time we look at it back, it's just like, wow, I can't believe we, we made this yeah. uh, made this decision. So, I mean, it kind of uh, helped us out a little bit because um, Mr. D, he taught us everything he knew. And I mean, we are only doing what he taught us, really. So I don't have anything really to add to it. Because, I mean, what he did worked and why change now. That definitely helps too. So just kind of, yeah, we only know one way to do it. And that's that's his way, Mr. D's way. So. And not only does his recipe work, but you guys and Mr. D's and your team, Mr. D's Donuts was named the 74th best donut shop on Yelp's top 100 for this year in the U.S. So not just in Kansas City, but in the U.S. So what did that feel like when you guys saw that you had won and you were in the top 100? I was shocked. I wasn't sure if it was real, real. Uh, that was that was about it, really, for me. I was just yeah. happy and shocked. That's I it. think uh, Yelp KC reached out to us first through Instagram. I was like, oh, my God, what? Are you serious? So I tried to call her, like, right away. I'm like, hey, are you for real? Like, 74 out of the whole U.S.? I mean, that's a lot. I think I Googled it real quick. I think, fun statistic, back in 2020, I think there was, like, maybe... 200,000 donut shop across the U.S. or something like that. I'm like, and then you said we're in 74 out of the whole U.S. I was like, that's insane. So we're, we're shocked. And then, but, you know, after confirming with her, I immediately, you know, told the the, the, the whole crew, uh, my wife, and then, yeah, we're, we're just all so uh, just very grateful. And mm-hmm. yeah. As you said, out of all of the donut shops in the U.S. mean donuts at one point were super trendy, but in, as Mr. D's has been around for decades, there are a handful of donut shops in Kansas City that have been around for decades. And that's just this city that doesn't take into account all 50 states. And so a huge congratulations to you and your team and everything you've done to be within the top 100. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Validation. That's a good, good word to put. Aside from just having to really learn the recipe and sort of the ropes of owning a donut shop, what are some other struggles that come with being a business owner? Everything. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you, you're coming from front of the, the shop all the way to the end, to the back, um, you know, just staffing, how you uh, lead the team down to, uh, okay, all the supplies run, all the inflation. And so, yeah, I mean, luckily we took it over around 2017, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then, so that gave us um, at least a year and a half, really, to kind of get to understand how to how to run the donut shop from the, the as far as the foundation goes. And then pandemic hits, so that uh, very thankful that we took it over at that good timing. It still gave us a year, a mm-hmm. little over a year, to kind of prep. Struggling wise, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, everything. But the the biggest thing really is the, the hours that we have. So like we mentioned before, people had to come in the graveyard shift to, to work. So finding the good people, reliable, reliable people, definitely one of the hardest challenge for us. You know, when you're running a business, also you have to 
like go of some things, you know, because it was in the beginning, it was just me and Johnny just doing everything. And when you hire on more people, you know, you're going to pass on the responsibilities to other people, right? So sometimes it's a little bit hard to let go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I mean, from the uh, the owner standpoint, of course, uh, quality is definitely our, our number one. So we really ask our team member to strive for that, the number one quality that we can. So it, it's definitely hard to let go and then pass it on and, and you know, afraid that it, are they going to, you know, meet our standard or are they going to provide our customers the, the, the same? So that's definitely one struggle. But luckily, we, we do we have, have a really, really good, good team. Yeah, we yeah. have a really good team. So the importance of surrounding yourself with people who are just as dedicated and believe in your product and care about the business is so important, especially for local businesses and entrepreneurs, because as you said, it's hard to delegate responsibility to other people. It's great. You guys are surrounded by a team that checks all those marks and that you can rely on. And you mentioned the pandemic. So I'd love to hear just a little more of just how you guys got through the pandemic and in general, how your business was affected during that time. Yeah, kind of like what uh, Bogie mentioned before, pre-pandemic, um, I initially it was just me and my wife running the shop Monday through Sunday. I mean, seven days a week. So I would say the first year almost, we both will go in probably around one or two o'clock in the morning. And then I will work till seven, go down to Ottawa for my corporate job. And then she will go from seven until noon to finish up the, the, the shop. So that's pretty much uh, probably all the way to 2018. And in early 2019, I think we did start hiring some part-time at the at the back for for icing or baker assistant type then obviously pandemic hit I think I remember it was in March uh that everything was shut down uh she called me she's like hey you can't believe this I mean when you go to supermarket you cannot find any toilet paper sanitizer you know all this household essential so we were down for, we, our, I mean, our business slowed down for uh, mm-hmm. at least a whole month. And then, but at that time, I, luckily, I still have my corporate job. And kind of what I mentioned before, I use that as a plan B just for any emergency. So we actually did not decrease our daily volume production because we donate those extra donuts actually to the uh, first responder, grocery store worker, um, you know, hospital, hospitality, um, anybody you can think of. We, we actually use those extra donuts to, to fuel them, to help fuel the community, basically. And then during the time, um, luckily, I work from home. Uh, and then there was a there was a type of shut shutdown period where my corporate job say, hey, we, you just you just work maybe two to three days a week. Uh, I get a, I got a salary cut as well. But then I use those time. Literally, I spend about four or five hours a day go around town. I mean, we both will actually drive, drive down to uh, Lee Summit even to uh, any Walmart, Hy-Vee, any grocery store to grab any toilet paper, sanitizer, glove, anything you can think of that, that are in shortage. Then we'll bring them back into our donut shop. We set up a community table. We just lay all those items over there and say, hey, this is free for anybody that comes in. No purchases necessary. Just come in, grab whatever you need, and that, that's it. You don't need to buy anything. 
So we did that for a little over a month. Um, and then I, I still remember Easter Sunday mm -hmm. uh, or Easter weekend, really. That is the, during that time, there was a lot of support local, e-local movement. And that weekend, literally, we sold out like maybe nine o'clock or something. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was crazy. And then we were like, I don't know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a fluke, like a one, yeah, know, one, time one, thing. one time thing. So we're like, oh, okay. So next weekend, again, sell that by nine or, yeah. or even earlier. And then we're like, oh my God, we, we need to pick it up. So we actually, we have to hire more people and then we increase our production and change out our whole layout in the kitchen um, to, to accommodate more. And then yeah, ever since then, I mean, it just continues to grow and, and even until this year. One thing that I feel like I've consistently heard just on this podcast from a small business was, you know, the silver lining, they almost did better during and post COVID because there was sort of that push of, okay, we really have to come together as a community and help our small business, help all these entrepreneurs. And so hearing another story of the fact that your team had to grow as much as it did through the success you were having through the pandemic, I think just shows how strong our community is. And when people come together, go and support local, which is what this podcast is obviously all about. But when people are able to do that and show their support for local entrepreneurs, it is amazing for these businesses. So that's awesome that your team you not only were surviving and you were thriving and you had to increase everything you were doing and selling out is is awesome as well. So that's really great. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm a true believer that if you're if you're selfless and you care for other, I mean, other will take care of you. That's that's for sure. So and we're, we're the uh, the perfect example for it, <laughs> of it. So. I know you guys are obviously going in crazy hours, Johnny, you're working another job on top of this, but when you guys are able to put all jobs aside, what does a life in Kansas City look like for you? We just love to go around town and go find those mom and pop shop and support local, eat local. Mm -hmm. um, so like, like we literally just got back from Best Regards, Casey Bakery. Uh, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're wonderful people. And then like, like we talked before the podcast, uh, you know, Cafe Cafe and, you know, all those small mom pop shop and that, that really makes Casey unique. And then like you mentioned, this community support as our backbone is, is really rare. So that's, that's what we love about Casey. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's always been, you know, uh, like 24 seven, we've been thinking about our business. That's, I mean, that's really all we think about most of the time. Besides that, I mean, yeah, really just, you know, hang out at a dog. Yeah, yeah, really. And just try new places, really. Yeah, I don't know if we mentioned, but uh, I think during, we've got to mention during pandemic, we also, uh, I think last year, we also took over a coffee shop. So we actually have a donut shop and a coffee shop. So yeah, literally 24 seven, we're just thinking about business, you know, what kind of flavor we're going to come out, how are we going to handle it? What kind of staffing issue we're going to have, you know, supply issue, I guess. Yes. To sum it up, our free time, we love to just go around town, eat, drinks, support local, eat local. What are some of your favorite places to eat in Kansas City? What are some of your like go-to favorite restaurants? We actually like the Vietnamese place, uh, 
Vietnam Cafe. Vietnam Cafe. It's actually really close to uh, Cafe Cafe. It's on Campbell Street. And then we also love um, Best Regards because we just had them today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Their chicken noodle soup is really good. Yeah. Their their grilled cheese is fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's what I, I had too. Their grilled cheese. We we just had their I just had their eighty acre beer cheese soup. Oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. uh, I mean there there are lots of places. I mean obviously coffee coffee wise. I mean we love coffee of course. Uh, you know Messenger Cafe Cafe. Ali correct and then about food I mean Vietnam cafe that's that's a must Rick kitchen burrito oh, yeah in, inside a public market there's really good too owned by a wonderful woman Alejandra uh, this ABC cafe that's really good too oh, we go to, uh, lucky walk uh, lucky walk on 87th street that's yeah. good too yeah there are lots of places we yeah, like to try. <laughs> yeah 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 for sure uh obviously obviously dessert um i mean donuts <laughs> uh case smith uh, or butterfield inside of the length of public market it was good too ice cream uh, oh we love um silos and maddie's i think uh, in olathe yeah those are good too yeah. uh and everyone something fancy ice cream uh, ice cream bay yeah in town center um oh i forgot to say uh if a listener have not tried African cuisine, African dream in Lenexa Public Market. I swear, not just because it's my neighbor, but they are phenomenal. They're mm -hmm. really good. Yeah, as you can see, I mean, we only have usually one Sunday afternoon to kind of explore KC. So, uh, so we every week, every uh, Sunday afternoon is like a it's like a decision making. Be like, oh, where should we go? Where, should, where can we support? So we usually just eat too much and yeah <laughs> but oh. that's that's what's so great about Kansas City is I feel like especially over the last like five years there are just so many amazing local restaurants and not just your typical American like Midwestern food there's different kinds of cuisine and all the different cultures coming together and I think food is a great way for people to learn about other cultures and so love food obviously I'm a very big foodie um but yeah I I definitely agree I think there's no better way to explore a city than to find new places to to try food yeah for sure I think food really brings everyone together it's uh it's a necessity you know so it's part of our life so for sure if there was one thing you could change about Kansas City, if you had the power to change anything, what would that be? Uh, for me personally, uh, yeah, we talked about this uh, with my wife. Uh, I, I'm a basketball fan. We came from KU. Uh, so I would really love NBA team here. That, that's really my ask. Uh, I mean, we're, we're a big sports city. Uh, I mean, just think about Chiefs and Sporting KC, I mean, how, how well they do. So I think a basketball team would definitely help. Yeah, I agree with you. But then <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's anything really a huge thing to change, really. <laughs> you are not the first person, even on this podcast, to mention an NBA team coming to uh, Kansas City, especially for I went to KU as well. So huge huge Jayhawk fan rock chalk and you know obviously was ecstatic when we won the national championship but for basketball fans in Kansas City who are not KU fans and do not root for the Jayhawks I know are especially sad because they really don't feel like they have a team here to root for so yeah you are not the first person to to mention that but 
Speaking of sports and just your guys' love for sports, there are themed donuts you guys do for the Chiefs that are so freaking cute. You do this Patrick Mahomes donut. So I would just love to hear a little more about the decision-making that went into that and then just some of the themed donuts that you guys do. Yeah, I would say we probably had to start off with, I was just browsing over the internet a couple of years back. And we, I came across, I think initially it was a Pokemon donuts that other donut shops started doing on the coastal area. So I saw this Pokeball, this Pikachu and all that. So uh, we, we asked one of our, our, our girls at the donut shop that usually decorates uh, or ice the donuts for us. And then I'm like, hey, here's a challenge for you. So can you make these? And so she knocked it out of the park and mm-hmm. came up with those Pokemon. So we started posting this uh, on, on Instagram. So people started asking, they're like, okay, uh, can I have how many Pikachu, how many Pokeball, how many whatever other Pokemon theme. And it evolved into like mermaid and unicorn. And yes. And then somebody asked for uh, Chiefs. I asked uh, that girl and I said, hey, Chiefs season coming up. I'm pretty sure someone is going to ask about Chiefs donuts. So can you start preparing? Can you start making, you know, the kind of think think of what, how you're going to present it, how you're going to make it. So then, yeah, sure enough, she came up with this Patrick Mahomes and all those Chiefs uh, theme donuts. Just happened to uh, our, our friend from Open Belly podcast, Daniel, uh, kind of reached out and say, hey, there is a, there's a KCPR, uh, I think the radio station, um, the one to interview local businesses and also she hooked us up with the uh, um, KSHB 41 channel 41 and that kind of everything just blew up from from there about the Chiefs donuts. It's so cool to see all of the places and how creative businesses are getting with the Chiefs themed things they are offering for fans for watch parties or I know businesses that on Red Friday bring donuts or bring some sort of treat or Chiefs themed something into their office. And so uh, I love that you guys have it on your menu and the the Patrick Mahomes donut is just, I love it for any listener who doesn't know what I'm talking about, definitely needs to go on your Instagram and see a picture of what I'm talking about because it's so cute and I love it. So I love that you guys have that, have those donuts on your menu. Just a big congrats to you guys and all the publicity you're getting. It's obviously very well-deserved. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And then uh, just just another thing to mention, what you said about community, uh, because we realized, you know, how much this local community supported us. So we, we obviously give back during the pandemic time. But now we also uh, at the coffee shop, Mr. D's Coffee, we have this uh, annual charity 5Ks every year. I think last year was the first one and we just had our uh, second year. Uh, basically, we're using all those money that we raised to um, generate a, a Mr. D scholarship at the community college for the culinary students. Uh, so last year we were able to raise $5,000 and we set up a Mr. D's uh, scholarship at KCKCC and we were able to help out two of their uh, culinary students, uh, help them pay off uh, some of their student loans or uh, pay for their year's worth of the tuition. So we're, we're thinking about that. That's going to be our annual thing. So uh, so next year we'll, we'll be uh, glad to invite you guys and 
all the listener to, uh, to, to watch out for that next year. So when do does sign up start for that? And when should people kind of make a mental note of when to keep an eye out for more information on next year's uh, 5k event? Uh, this year, we, uh, we we made a mistake to host it right before the Halloween. So a lot of people were out of town or there, there was just so many Halloween activities. So next year, I think we probably want to push it up maybe to sometime August or September. So I want to say probably, you know, starting from uh, second quarter, you can probably pay attention to our social media or Follow us, uh, Linux and Public Market, um, or Mr. D's Coffee. Hopefully, we'll, we'll have more info by then, and then have an earlier sign up and uh, to give you guys an earlier notice. And where can people find your social media? What's your uh, handle on all, all social media accounts? I want to say Instagram is Mr. D's Donuts, M R D S, and then Donuts. And then we also have Twitter is, I believe it's Mr. D's Donut Shop One. Uh, sorry, I can't remember all this handle, but uh, if you just search Mr. D's Donuts, I'm pretty sure we're the only one on Instagram right now and on Twitter. Uh, we're also big in uh, Facebook. I think it's just Mr. D's Donuts or Mr. D's Donut Shop. Uh, right now we're working on our website. You can always call or text um, about special orders. 913-631-1282 and also emails is mrdsdonut at gmail.com. So it's mrdsdonuts at gmail.com. Uh, with the holiday uh, coming up, holidays are coming up, Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, anyone who celebrates any any of those holidays, are you guys expecting a lot of uh, special orders for those holidays? And if so, how early should uh, customers kind of get in those orders just to guarantee that uh, you guys have have some available? Yeah. Um, for specialty orders, we ask our customers to order text or call us maybe 24 hours ahead of time because, you know, we have to uh, prep the fondant and, you know, get the icing ready and all the stuff. It, it takes a lot of work. Um, so at least 24 hours to, you know, um, get us ready for the, you know, for the order. Yeah, definitely. I mean, minimum 24, but I mean, as much as, as much heads up as possible, that would be nice. Yeah. Cause yeah, like you said, like Hanukkah, Christmas, Thanksgiving, pretty much anything out there you can think of, we, we, we made it, you know, from <laughs> Paw Patrol to Jurassic Park, you know, you <laughs> name it, we, we made it. So thank you for having us here to express and, you know, actually let people know uh, what really drives uh, us to work this hard to make all those donuts and uh, really that 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 smile uh, coming from the kids, from the family, from everyone that tasted our donuts uh, really give us that drive. Uh, it really feels us. Love to get back more to the community. So stay tuned. Be sure to check out Mr. D's Donuts on social media. You can find them at their Shawnee location and in the Lenexa Public Market. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at CaseyBiceri, and we'll see you next week. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Yay. 
Kansas City's best. Ooh, Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential.